Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries. For more information or to get connected, go to navigatorschurchministries.org. Justin, so excited. We're, we're rolling now. Episode number three, season four. What are we talking about? Now today, Tony, we're going to talk about God's role in disciple making. And I'm excited about it because here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand and that the implication of not understanding God's role in disciple making is we either try to do too much, we try to do things that aren't for us to do, or we try to push too much onto God and believe that um, our role is less than what he's actually intended it to be. You know, Tony, I was in a meeting just this week, and somebody on the staff uh, in this meeting is a meeting of disciple makers in the church. Most of them were lay people, et cetera, et cetera. But someone on the staff said, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't we aren't the ones that make disciples anyway. God's Mm -hmm. the one that makes disciples. And I had to push back in that moment because I said, well, if that's the case, then we should all just go home and watch Netflix or something because if God's the one that's doing all of this, then he doesn't need us. But that is not the case. The case is God has a role in disciple making. He has designed it so that each of us has a role in disciple making. Now, I don't want to I don't want people to hear that and think that we don't need God or that God can't do it without us because he can and sometimes he does. Yeah. But the normative plan for disciple making in the kingdom of God is that God has a part in it and we have a part in it. Otherwise, the Great Commission wouldn't have been given to us. Yeah, I think one of the things that's interesting about this is that this um, kind of thought process often goes with how um, active you believe the Holy Spirit to be in our everyday lives, right? And so typically what you'll see is you'll see somebody who's like super charismatic who says, well, the Holy Spirit has to do everything or you have someone who's less charismatic or maybe even a sens- sensationist who would say, no, we have to do everything. But truthfully, I think what we see is kind of that word that Paul uses, co-laborers, right? We co-labor with Christ in order to make disciples, which is why we have the Great Commission. It's why Jesus clearly modeled it for us in our time on earth. It's why we kind of, um, we have a part to play in this. And and let's be clear, part of that is because when we make disciples, it transforms us. So God loves us so much that he doesn't want to leave us where we are, and yet there are parts to disciple-making that God has to be in charge of that we can't control. And I think that's what we're going to kind of jump into today. We've got four different parts, kind of four different things that God is in control of when it comes to disciple-making. Justin, why don't you start us off with the first one of those? Yeah, so these four things are things we can count on God to do as we disciple and make disciples, and we need to count on him to do it because we cannot do these things, okay? And so the first thing out of the four is God entrusts people for us to disciple. Another way to say that is he gives people for us to disciple. And what was important to Tony and I as we were thinking about this episode is is we don't just want to tell you what we think God's role is. We want to make sure that we're rooting these things in the scripture, right? So we're going to show you at each 
each of these four things, why we think that, why we believe that God gives people for us to disciple. And so uh, the scripture on this is John 17, 6. And Jesus is praying. This is the high priestly prayer. Jesus is praying to God. And Jesus says to God, I have revealed you to those you gave me out of the world. They were yours, but you gave them to me and they obeyed your every word. And so he moves on from there and continues to pray for his disciples. And it's very clear in that passage. You should look at it if you want to see more of the context. But what Jesus is saying is here is, God, you gave me people to disciple and to invest in. And this is important that because our last two episodes have been about how do you find someone to disciple? And we talked about a lot of different things. And one of the things we talked about was prayer. And Jesus prayed all night before he invited the 12 into a discipling relationship with him. And so in the same way, if you're sitting there and you're wondering, God, I want to be a disciple maker. I think I'm ready. We need to pray and we need to trust that God will do his part. He will bring people to mind. He will point people out as you're interacting with people in your everyday life. Hey, talk to this one. Invite this one out to coffee. You know, invite this one to study the word with you. Invite this one to be in a disciple making relationship with you because God will entrust. He will give us someone to disciple. So that's the first thing as far as God's role in disciple making. The second thing that's God's role in disciple making is it God moves their heart, right? It moves the heart of the person that you're trying to disciple. The scripture for this Proverbs 21 one it says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. Now, let's get practical about this. The truth is, is that when we're making disciples, when we're pouring into someone, when we're doing life on life disciple making, what, what Justin and I would call Jesus style disciple making, there comes a point in every relationship where it clicks, right? Where the person gets it where he or she realizes that it's no longer um, a program to be managed. It's no longer a check to be accomplished, but something happens in the person's heart where then all of a sudden it becomes part of their identity in Christ, right? One of the things that I say all the time is that disciple making is not a program of the church, but it's an identity of the Christian. And that moved to an identity statement where disciple making becomes part of their identity. Only Christ can move their heart in that way, right? When they begin to see the generations upon generations, when they live into that promise that God made with Abraham, that your spiritual descendants will outnumber the stars, those kind of beliefs, when you really have faith in that, that comes from God and God alone. Now we have a responsibility to show up. We have a responsibility to present the scripture, we have an opportunity to kind of facilitate God encounters with the person we're discipling, but in order for them to fully step into it, that's really on God and God will do that. And honestly, there isn't a person who I've discipled long-term where I didn't see that happen. God always delivers in that area when it comes to someone moving their heart in the disciple-making process. Typically in my experience, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, Justin, but in my experience, the people who don't get their heart moved by God don't stick around. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I'm just thinking, though, right? He moves their heart. He gives them to us to disciple. But 
I guess what I want to communicate here is that a lot of times we can view these things as God's role, and they are God's role. That's the point of our episode. But within the context of disciple-making, he normally does that through us, right? So it's normally through conversation. It's normally through, you know, something that we said that we didn't, we weren't even saying it on purpose in terms of it wasn't intentional. It was in the, the course of conversation or we were talking about something that we got out of the scriptures, just kind of sharing our own life. And then, boom, God uses that to move their heart. And so it's different than something that like, oh, we're trying to move their heart. Right. right? Because there are certainly times when when I've tried to do that, right? Hey, I see an issue. I want to move their heart in it. I'm going to prepare something and like we're going to talk about it. And occasionally that's helpful in moving their heart. But way more often it is God is using the relationship that I have with them, the time and my faithfulness in it. And then he moves them um, in the way and in the timing that he desires. And I think this is so important, the second one here, because it's in contrast to us moving their heart, mm-hmm. right? Because when we hit up, hit up against an obstacle in disciple making, somebody that doesn't quite get it, that we want them to get it, if we don't understand that God's ultimately the one that moves their heart, then it's we carry that around on our shoulders and think, man, I'm not doing something right here. I didn't prepare this well enough, you know, whatever it is. But really, if if God's the one that does it, then our job in it is to remain faithful in preparation and in prayer, but ultimately realize that the outcome in their heart being moved is something that's outside of our control. Yeah, I, I think another way to think about this, just kind of imagery-wise, is uh, is that term vessel. We see that a lot in Scripture, that we are God's vessel. And what we're holding is the person we're discipling. But it's still God's vessel, right? So God's still determining all the things. We're just kind of stewarding what God is giving us and giving it to the person so that they can then give it away to someone else. And so I, I actually, I, I would even suggest maybe in... This might be a little bit too much of an overstatement, but you know I'm prone to those. Is that uh, you're not a disciple maker unless God has already moved your heart to fully understanding what that means. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and what it means is that God is at work in you, yeah. right? And that we are his vessel, it's a great way to say it, right? We're his vessel in this process with someone else. Yeah. All right, number Good. three. Number three. I'll number start three. it. You, you jump into it. How about that? All right, let's do it. All right, so number three. God guides, counsels, and convicts from within through the Holy Spirit. And, and the reason that I wanted to take this one is because it jumps right into what we were just talking about, right, is that is that God works from within us, right? He moves within us to give us words and wisdoms and and things that we can't and don't normally say. Like, that's not normally coming out of me. Justin, what's the scripture for that? Yeah, John 14, 26, uh, which right in that passage, there's lots about the Holy Spirit. But 26 says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. So the Holy Spirit has this job, right? He's a counselor. Uh, he is reminding us of things that 
that we have learned in the past from Jesus and from the scriptures and helping us, right? And then the other scripture we have here is John 16, 8, which again, Jesus talking, he will convict the world of sin and guilt in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. And so the job of conviction uh, comes from the Holy Spirit as well. So this third one, right? He, the Holy Spirit guides, counsels, and convicts from within. And I, Tony, I like how you said that because I wasn't thinking of it in that way. That from the disciple maker's perspective, that he is guiding us as we are discipling. Certainly true. But I was thinking of it the opposite way, that, that as the disciple, the disciple has the Holy Spirit in them. Right. And so I don't need to function as the Holy Spirit in the life of the person I'm discipling. I don't need to be the the sin police or bring conviction to them or saying, hey, you did this. Don't you feel bad about it? Or you shouldn't have done that or, you know, all that stuff. Because in the midst of someone's life that I'm discipling, I can probably see multiple things depending on their maturity level when I get to them, multiple things that are in their life that aren't aligned with scripture. And my job is not to point those things out to them. Um, in a way of like, hey, you need to work on this, this, and this. My job is to help them connect with the Holy Spirit who will point those things out. Mm. And then they will come to me, hey, I'm really feeling like this shouldn't be in my life anymore. Or I was reading this passage and I I just realized that I do this and I've never realized I, I shouldn't do that. And so now I'm in cooperation with the Holy Spirit of what he's already doing in the life of the disciple as opposed to trying to be the Holy Spirit for that disciple. One of the things that I think is really important when we talk about this idea about the Holy Spirit working in the life of the person we're discipling and in our own life is that this is part of the reason why why I end every disciple-making um, session in prayer, right? Is that I, I want to intentionally create some space for God through the power of the Holy Spirit to work in this moment. And so sometimes the best thing that we can do as a disciple maker is just ask a question and then let it sit. This is one of Justin's superpowers. Like if you've ever been in a room with him, he'll ask a question and it'll hang in the air like a thousand pound weight. It's tons of fun. Well, for you, um, (laughs) but for the rest of us, what it does is it gives space for the Lord to speak. Right. And and there have been times where Justin has done that to me and I've been super convicted. And there have been other times where I was super emboldened. Right. And, um, you know, both things are true, but the space is what gives us permission to do that. Yeah. And the space for the spirit to work. Right. Because it's not on us. It's not all on us. We're not the one that needs to provide the bulk or the majority of the guidance or the counsel or the conviction that's what God is there to do through the Holy Spirit. All right, so we're on to the fourth one. Uh, the fourth one is part of God's role is to pr- provide growth, to provi- provide the growth in the life of the disciple. First uh, Corinthians 3, verses 5 and 6 says this, What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So we cannot, as disciple makers, we are powerless to get someone to grow from point A to point B. 
just like the farmer is powerless to to make the seeds grow that he planted in the ground. All right, he can tend it, he can water it, et cetera, et cetera. But the 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 growth has to come from God. And again, this is so so important because as you're discipling, as you gain more and more experience in discipling, there will be lots of times where you will be reflecting on your role, what you've been doing with them and racking your brain because you're not seeing the growth that you think should be seen. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? What's happening? And it's healthy to ask that question and to look in the mirror as a disciple maker. But we have to look in the mirror as a disciple maker with a view towards what our role is and what God's role is. And so if we are being faithful as a farmer is faithful with his crops, if we're being faithful to disciple the way that God has revealed to us to disciple, the way he has taught us through Jesus's example to disciple, then we need to step back and lean into prayer as opposed to leaning into anxiety and worry and, you know, whatever else we're putting onto our own shoulders that, you know, we can't provide the growth. Only God can provide that growth. Uh, True confession. I think that this particular point, the fourth point, is absolutely the hardest for people who are in vocational ministry full-time because so much of what they feel like they're being measured on is someone else's growth. When the reality is, is that we're not really called to grow. We're called to be faithful, right? Like, like what you said is this idea that, Hey, like we've got to, we got to water it. We got to provide the nutrients for it. You know, we got to do all the things. I love the farmer imagery on this one, but ultimately It's up to the Lord and to the person, right? The Lord wants to partner with the person to be a part yeah. of that growth process too. So that, you know, it. sometimes I, I, I have heard people talk about, I just can't get this person. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not your job to get this person. Maybe, yeah. maybe the Lord's just not ready for him or her yet. And it's just going to take a little bit more space. Yep. Yeah. So those are the four, right? So we'll rehash them real fast. God's role is to entrust someone or give someone to us to disciple, to move their heart in the process, right? While we're move, while we're working with them, while we're discipling them, it's to guide and counsel and convict that person from within through the Holy Spirit and to provide the growth in their life. Here's what typically happens. And here why, here's why this episode is so important. Because if we get to either extreme in discipling, if we think it's all God and none of us, that's a problem because people won't disciple then. They'll just stay home. If we think it's all us and not God, well, that's a problem too because we carry around all this anxiety and responsibility that's, that isn't ours. And if it goes well, it goes to our ego. And if it doesn't go well, it goes to self-pity. But one verse that really helps me in this is 2 Timothy 2.21. And it says, those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, or another version says noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So as a disciple maker, I want to be useful to the master in his hands, that as a disciple maker, he is using me in the life of this person. There are things that I need to do to be faithful to that. But part of what I need to do is to take it seriously. I need to cleanse myself from the latter, which is, you know, you look at the previous verse, it talks about that, right? So the sin, the the immaturity, et cetera, et cetera. The closer to Jesus that my life is and that I am, 
the more useful I am to God. And so he's given us a great responsibility. And so I want to lean into that, but I also don't want to lean so far that I'm doing things or taking things on that he never intended for me to take on. All right, Tony, as a way to wrap up, takeaway, action step, final thoughts on this topic. Well, the takeaway, I think, is probably the most important final thought, which is this. The work of making disciple makers is one that God shares with us. He will occasionally do it on his own, but it's intended to be a collaborative work. Listen to that again. It's intended to be a collaborative work. And the action step, simple but not easy. Pray and trust to God to do his part in those who are discipling. Pray and trust to God to those who who you are disciple making. Easy for me to say, right? At the end of the day, right? Pray and trust God to do his part in those you are disciple making. There, I got it the last time. Friends, as always. It's hard to do and it's hard to say sometimes. It's in the show notes. If you want to read it, it's in the show notes. Uh, You may not know that, but we always put the takeaway and the action step in the show notes. So if you ever didn't catch it or you want to go back and write it down later, go ahead and hit those show notes. There's also tons of link links on disciple making resources friends we're so thankful for you we're thankful for the way that you work uh, with us on this podcast every single time you share it with somebody you're discipling or someone that you're pouring into it means the absolute world to us uh, Justin and I just have a very simple goal um, when it comes to this particular medium and that is to share uh, and create resources to help you make disciple makers so friends we thank you and we look forward to connecting with you real soon